0: Welcome to the Not Too Serious Podcast. On this week's episode, as a tribute to Halloween, and Happy Halloween, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful day. My son tells some scary stories, and I am to pick which stories are true and which stories are false. We also... Do a little bit of reminiscing about Halloween, Halloween's past, and we have a very nice chat. What has been your Halloween like in, in the past years? And did you select the right story that was fake? We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to Podcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy. Thank you. Okay, uh, today we're going to talk about some scary things, because today, on the day of this podcast, its release, it is happy, it is uh, <laughs> it is Halloween, happy Halloween, son, boo, how does it feel to be... It's also my friend's birthday, so happy Oh yeah, birthday, friend. He was born on Halloween? Yes, he was. Wow, what a... S- Very
1: easy day to remember.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a, it
0: was probably a scary surprise for the family. No, he's a good boy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It took you a while to defend him. Mm-mm. A bit of a long pause there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, happy Halloween to everybody out there. And uh, we hope that... That's
1: uh, what Halloween is to those who...
0: Are not. No, I'm in the middle of saying something to the podcast audience. I wanted to say a happy Halloween to everybody out there, to the young and old. And for those that are young and intend to go out trick-or-treating, please, please, please be careful. And what you should do is go to the homes of people you know and if That's you do fun. go, if you do go to other homes of people you do not go, do not know, make sure you have a, a responsible adult with you when you do go. Okay. Um, I remember one of my fondest memories I have of Halloween is um, I was about six or seven years old, mm. and in those days. Uh, my parents lived in an apartment building, mm-hmm. of course, and by proxy, I did too, yeah. And so, we never went house to house, but we went apartment to apartment, floor to floor. And I remember, <laughs> I remember this one kid, okay. Now, this is back in the 70s, so everyone was dressed up like 70s characters, mm-hmm. like Star Wars was the big thing, mm-hmm. you know, people. I had a Darth Vader mask. I remember I having a dark Darth Vader cape. you um, have a lightsaber? Uh, I don't remember if n- n- did I have a lightsaber? I don't remember if I did. I did I did have a lightsaber, but not I don't remember if I had it during Halloween. Anyway, so um I remember we were going from floor to floor, and in those days, you know, my my parents never really took me to the the apartments right I mean they just stayed in their own apartment
1: go ahead just be back yeah it
0: was a very loosey goosey thing back then now it's very you have to be very careful Mm -hmm. anyway but all the apartment kids they would go from floor to floor right Mm -hmm. and this one kid I remember he was dressed as um like a like a karate like a martial arts something. Yeah. And so I thought that, oh, this guy must be in good shape and you know, like he was he was probably maybe eight, nine years old. So he was a little older than me. He's uh in
1: shape eight year old.
0: Well maybe he maybe maybe ten, twelve, maybe a little older. Okay. And um and but he had a very, very um for a bag most kids took, like, pillowcases or plastic bags or something, right? Yeah. His was, like, one of those, like, Woolco Woolworth uh, paper bags. Yeah. But they were big, okay? They were really big. They're not, like, like tiny. They were about maybe one and a half times the size of, like, a large bag, right? Yeah. So it was big, right? And so I was thinking, man, this guy's going to carry a lot of candy. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> so we st- we went from floor to floor, and I I saw him on a few floors because I mean it's common, right? Mm-hmm. And we were in a cluster of apartments, mm-hmm. right? We had an A building, a B building, and a C building. Right. And we lived in the C building. Mm-hmm. And I started in the C. We went up to all the floors. Then I got to the B building, which is the middle building. Mm-hmm we were about up about halfway and i saw the kid again mm-hmm. but this time the kid was he was kind of moving a little slower because <laughs> mm-hmm. his bag was getting heavy yeah right? i said okay yeah okay well i passed him on the floor and i continued to go Got <laughs> mm-hmm. my merry way so got to the a building okay mm-hmm. and got to the towards the top I say, oh, okay, cool. You know, I didn't go to every apartment, but, you know, I skipped a few floors. Because, you know, you don't want to go where it's too crowded, right? Right. So, anyway, I got a full pillowcase worth of candy. And I was pretty proud of myself. And I saw the kid again, okay? But he was going super slow. And we were about on, like, I was... Passing him, like, he was coming up. I was going down, okay? Yeah. And one kid yelled to the other, hey, man, that's a lot of candy. Mm-hmm. And and then all I heard him say, no! And then <laughs> the bag, that huge bag, it was ripped. ripped. Oh. And now all that candy, people are, like, flooding the stairs because it's, like, Israeli candy, yeah, yeah, yeah. because we're below him, yeah. and all this candy is falling. falling. So, so I'm getting scared because people are like going, oh, they're like diving here and there. I, this is too dangerous. I rather than I, I think I got one tootsie roll from all that. Uh, the worst candy. Yeah, but still, I got one. Well, I I got one piece.
1: One, one or something. I yeah. hate tootsie rolls. I don't hate them. Do well, I you? hate tootsie rolls. Why?
0: I hate tootsie rolls. But okay, give me a reason. What's wrong with a Tootsie Roll? There's like nice hard candy. It tastes like medicine. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No.
1: Have you ever had a Tootsie Roll? Have you ever had a Tootsie Roll?
0: Yes, many times.
1: Yeah, I guess that one time where you caught it. Interesting. Poor kid. Yeah, I felt sorry for the kid.
0: But anyway, those are the hazards. I mean, why are you taking a paper bag? Yeah, yeah. That made no sense. Yeah, yeah. But I also remember, I also remember, this was back in the time when, when you were going from house to house and I took you took a pillow sack. You took a pillowcase and sack. Say it, say it right. We were going in neighborhoods and you wanted to continue with your. I thought that going maybe three or four streets was enough, but you wanted to continue.
1: Yeah, I was getting candy, man. Yeah, you were getting hustling. I lots was hustling. Yeah, I'll
0: give you that. But then you were like getting so excited. But now the back is getting heavy for you, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you couldn't carry it. You you'd walk go up the driveway, and you'd literally fall over yeah. because it was too heavy. Mm-hmm. And I remember one adult, like, because the adults were on the sidewalk, right, while the mm-hmm. kids were going up. So <laughs> one adult said to me, "I think it's time for uh, it's a good sign for him to go home now." <laughs> and yeah. I said, "I said, yep, yep, I think he's had his fill, mm-hmm. literally." Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that was maybe your last house or maybe second last house, mm-hmm. and then uh, we went home. So I
1: used to hate how uh, you guys used to. I wanted Spider Man, but I used to hate how you guys used to take like the holes, like you used to make nose holes for Spider Man, just so you could, breathe. And, could we did, breathe. and we didn't make it. No, mm-hmm. you made it. No,
0: no, it wasn't there originally. Uh, maybe your mother may have, but it wasn't me. I know you didn't do it, but she did it. And I made me so mad. Oh, well, I was like, well, Spider-Man does have
1: holes in his mask.
0: Easy to make someone breathe, right? Like in the Darth Vader mask that I wore, there were holes in the in the, uh, in the the eyes, of course, and then there's a couple of holes for the nose so a person can breathe. No, that's not how it should be. Well, I mean, it's okay. But anyway, I have some fond memories, you know, Halloween. Also, I remember in in elementary school, like grade two, three, they'd have like, little miniature parades yeah so um what would happen is that you would travel from class to class and the classroom would have candy for you yeah and then you would go through each classroom and you know it was pretty cool and then the senior grade which was i think in in our elementary school was the grade fives yeah um, they'd actually create a haunted house Ooh. uh in the auditorium on a stage. So you'd have to go you have to walk through it. You'd have to walk through it. Mm. And I'm telling you, it was scary. I mean we're at like grade kindergarten, grade one, two year olds, right? Or grade like seven, eight year olds, right? right, right. So it's gonna be scary. And then the the homeroom teacher of grade five, he liked to put on these kind of scary things. Mm-hmm. So he actually hired like mummies and and Dracula Daddy's. and you know all sorts of pretty cool things. I mean, it was enough to you know scare you, but even the teachers would go through. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, So that was fun. And then at the end of the at the end of the Halloween, Then the teachers would, um, have like a scary movie in the auditorium. And
1: was it that scary?
0: I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember the name of the movie that we saw, but we did see a scary movie and, um, they gave us like pink popcorn. I remember. Oh, yeah. It was, it wasn't your regular popcorn. Like pink, pink. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was sweet. So, anyway. So, those are kind of my memories of yeah. Halloween. Yeah. What are your favorite memories?
1: Don't really have much. Didn't really celebrate it when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough.
1: Okay, let's move
0: on. Mm-hmm. I thought that uh titling a couple of Halloween stories would get your juices going, but of I guess course, not. Of course, of
1: course, of uh, course. Okay, so you're going to tell... Yes. Okay, Let me let me give a warning to the children. Okay. This is enough... Okay, go to sleep now, because some of these stories get a little scary, well, a little can't. graphic. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, does it have to be this graphic? Has to be graphic. It's Halloween. Mm. This is f- this is for mommy and daddy. Kids go go to sleep now. Kids, how old? Under the age of thirteen. No, come on. I'm serious.
0: Your cousins saw Dark Knight, and th- and they were like 10, 11 years
1: old. Uh, maybe he could watch it. He's 13. He can watch it. Or he's turning 13. He's close enough. Okay, well, anyway. The other one can't watch it. Listen to this.
0: I mean, okay, well, anyway. If I uh, find out,
1: you listen to this other one. You're talking about my nephews, your cousins. Yes, cousin. yes, yes. I will do something to you.
0: Okay. Don't, don't. Listen. Uh, okay. So, hopefully, it's not going to be too scary, but uh, there's a warning, disclaimer. Hopefully it won't be too bad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna present you three stories. Yep. And at the end, after I've presented them all, mm-hmm. I need you to tell me which one you think is the fictional story.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So you're making one up. I'm not making one up, but this is just a like a famous like legend, not a necessarily a true story. Mm. Two are true stories but, le- le-
0: but legends can be I mean it could be a true legend It's a fake
1: I'm letting you know It's a fictional So are
0: you making up this story?
1: I am not making up this story So then it's This true. is a popular story That's that I know fake you, That's not real Okay Like Halloween Like Michael Myers I don't know what you mean by that Like Saw Like they're not true stories Fictitious. Fictitious. Okay. Okay. But they're not my stories. Okay. Okay? First story. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a girl. I forget the name off the top of my head, but uh, this is a girl. Mm -hmm. And her entire life... Right away, this is fiction. (laughs) Okay. Her entire life... Okay. She used to go into this forest by her house. Her and her family would go... And nobody else would really go to this forest. It was a place only her and her family kind of knew about. Every day. Not every day, oh, but uh, just on Halloween. Just not on Halloween. Just every, just when they felt bored, they went to. There's a nice trail. Mm-hmm. Clear your mind. Oh, you know? I see. Occasionally. Occasionally, and along the trail there was. They'd this river. go for occasional walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh. a long trail. it would be hours through the park. Yeah, it'd be like well, the five, farms. six hour hike. What? Yeah, yeah. It was a long hike. Uh, it, Because it would be, basically, you'd be following this river until you'd get into this, like, ravine. Basically, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. So, because of how familiar she was and her family was, all she had to say to her family is, hey, I'm going to the place. They'd know. She'd go for a few hours. She'd come back.
0: That's how it was. I thought you said that she would go with her family.
1: Sometimes she'd go with her family. Sometimes she'd go by herself. Oh, is okay. she? They're just so familiar with the area mm-hmm. that... Yeah, you can go whenever. She knew it blindfolded, probably. Exactly. So, along the path, I told you there's a river, right? Yeah. So, one day she decides she's bored. So, she decides to go on the path. Like I said, it's a long hike. Mm-hmm. About an hour into this hike, she starts hearing this ringing. Like, oh. you know, like jingle bells, uh-huh. like a, like a chink, 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 like that, coming from up the, the trail. Oh, she's not hearing jingle bells, the, the No, she's trail. hearing the jingle of bells oh. up ahead. Ahead or behind? Ahead. Oh, so she's walking towards it. Yeah, so she's a little curious. She's like, hmm.
0: Wait, what time of the year is this? I don't know. Okay. What year is this? I don't know. What so year does she have is. a cell phone?
1: She has a cell phone. So This is recent.
0: Okay, so you know what? You can give me some modern things. Like, I I, when I ask you, what time of the year is it? What year is it? You can say she had a cell phone. So this is the, in the days of the smartphone. Okay. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. Okay. So she's walking. So this was not an irrelevant question. She's walking. She's like an hour into the hike, and that's when she starts hearing this.
0: The jingle of bells.
1: Yes. Okay. She's hearing it. She's like... That's weird. But instead of being, like, concerned or, f- like, scared... Dude, just curious. She's curious. She's like, hmm, I wonder what that could be. That's interesting. I mean, I'd be curious, too. I mean, it's interesting. And, uh, I mean, that makes one of us. I think I would have just sprinted out of there. Why? That's how I am. If I hear something that's not supposed to be there, I'm out. That's not... But it's a common trail. Okay. It's, it's a public trail. Okay, well, let's could be get anyone. to it. Let's get to it. No, like I said... So she, you know, not many people are on this trail. Just her and her family really know about it. Come on. Okay, can you listen to the story? It's a forest. Can it's you listen that their to their private story? forest? Okay. So Close. she's hearing this jingle, jingle, mm. jingle. She's like, okay, let mm. me just walk. It's she's coming like, from where I want to go to. Yeah. She's so going,
0: hmm, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So she's walking. She keeps hearing it. It's getting louder and louder and louder. Mm. And about fifty minutes in. Jingles stop.
0: Wait. So she was walking for an hour, and she can hear the jingles. Yeah. For an hour. Yeah. So those must have been very loud jingles, or the jingles were, were. constantly ahead at the same pace. Okay. So. That's all that goes, could mean. Hmm,
1: that's weird. She's walking on the path, and then she sees something she's never seen before. Okay. On the path. Mm. Path. On the path. There is a beaver. With the bell? With its head cut off.
0: A beaver with its head cut off?
1: Yeah. And she looks at this beaver. And at first she thinks, oh, it was probably some animal came by. Ripped its head off. Ripped its head off. But then she went closer to the beaver and then she noticed that the cut on the beaver's neck was precise. As if it was like a blade that did it. Why would she look at it so closely?
0: She was curious. Okay. This is one curious
1: lady. She's one curious lady. Mm-hmm. She doesn't make any... She's like, okay, whatever. It's weird. Who knows? She goes to the ravine. She has fun. She comes back. <laughs> what do you mean she
0: has fun? She does whatever goes she to does. She the ravine. She has fun. She walks back. <laughs>
1: she still sees the beaver on her way back. Yeah. She goes home. Woo! I'm in the ravine. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> About a week later... Okay. A week later... What happened to these bells <laughs> that you were talking to me about? Can we get to the story? Can <laughs> we, this is why you're one of the worst people to watch a movie This is with. not a scary story. This is a comedic story. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, wait. She goes home? She goes home.
0: After she sees the b- beaver with the head cut off yeah. with the nice serrated blade, she goes back, Yeah. tells the story to her friends,
1: probably, goes back for another hike. So yeah, she's in the mood for another hike, Okay. but as it, as it is, it's be, it, it looks like it's going to start raining soon. Of course. <laughs> rain is in the forecast. Okay. So she decides, okay, I'm just going to go during the day when it's daylight and come back before it's dark.
0: But she's still going to go. She goes. Even though there's rain in the forecast.
1: She goes. Hmm. Very wise decision. Yeah, of course. As she's walking down the trail, hmm. she goes to the same spot, you know, where the beaver, she found the beaver. Oh, she wanted still, to see the beaver And again. it's
0: still there. Wanted to pay her respects to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A headless beaver. Headless beaver.
1: <laughs> so she looks at the beaver. It's still there. Really? It's still there? Th- it's beginning to rot away a little bit, right? Yeah.
0: No animal decided to feast on it or anything
1: No okay So uh so she sees it she's like okay whatever <laughs> She goes to the ravine It's getting dark out So okay I'm going to head turn back around, turn around turn around
0: Pay my respects to the beaver again
1: Yeah so she's walking she's on her phone she's walking back
0: She's on her phone Yeah That's very dangerous because you All of a sudden
1: like, she hears a
0: another jingle
1: Like that Slap? She feels something. She's like, What the heck?
0: Oh, she felt something on her forehead. Yeah. Okay, why are you slap? Nobody can
1: And then <laughs> and then when she sees it, she looks up.
0: Oh it's blood.
1: The beaver's blood has been strung up by the tail onto the tree and its head has been sewed into its hands. Whose hands? The beaver's hands. I don't get it. So the beaver is holding its own head. Now she's freaking out now.
0: Wait, 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 wait. He's heading back. She's on her phone. And she feels something slap against her head. And when she looks up,
1: the beaver was been, has been suspended from a tree. And it's hanging over the trail. And its head, remember, it was decapitated. It, it was sewed into its hands.
0: So the hands were dangling yeah. downward. Yeah.
1: But So she freaks out. The hands the point. hands were hang- dangling
0: downward, but in the beaver's hands was the head that was decapitated.
1: Yeah. So she's she's freaking out now a little bit because she's like Well, didn't out. she
0: see the head on the ground somewhere rolled over or
1: she knew the head it was decapitated, obviously. Yeah,
0: but she never saw the head. She just saw a decapitated. Who cares beaver. if she
1: saw the head or not? She knew it was decapitated.
0: Right, but she never saw the head. She just saw. Why, a why are
1: you hung up on this head? Well, you
0: brought it up, not me. You said that the beaver. The
1: head. Someone. So the thing is, like when someone you... obviously no, intentionally no. strung up this beaver, right, and sewed the head inside. No, the...
0: no, no. My my question is. When she saw the headless beaver on the ground, was the head in the beaver's hands at the no, time? No, it was not in its hands at you the time. You didn't say that. You didn't say that. How am I supposed to know? So now, somehow, the head comes spontaneously into the beaver's hands. It's been sewed into his hands. How do you know it's been sewed?
1: Did she check the stitching? <laughs> <laughs> Telling you a story... Okay, okay. It's one of the most frustrating thing i know i know in life but how do you know it's sewed though it's sewed in its hands okay okay (laughs) she's freaking out she's like what the heck i wasn't here i was only here like an hour ago tops and somebody within the hour has done this yeah right yeah so she's freaking out yeah and she notices on the ground Mm -hmm. The like grubs and flies are still on the ground where the beaver was. Which means... Somebody picked it up. Somebody did this recently. Yeah, had to have been. All of a sudden, she hears the jingle of the bells. And she hears it behind her. And her hair stands up in the back of her neck. Because she notices that these jingles are getting closer and closer and closer and closer closer to her. So she instinctively... She's like, okay, I'm I'm out of here. She just starts running out of the forest. Mm-hmm. She's running, running, running. And remember, this is like a few couple hours out. Right. So she's running and she's freaking out. So she calls her dad. Right? She calls her dad. You know how women are when like parents are like Ooh. Uh, yeah, 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 I will say that. Because no, you know no, know no, 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 no.
0: You would well, you would do that too. You would do you, you think would, I would run. do that. Yes, you would run. No, uh, no, no no, say, no, no, no. I'm no, freaking no. out. I'm gonna run.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This is what. This is what you would do. <laughs> I would Forget run. About some I would kid. run.
0: You would run too. So why are you saying? You know, girl. That's because I, very... I haven't finished my sentence. Okay, okay, keep going. I haven't finished my
1: sentence. Okay, okay, keep finishing. Finish, oh finish. my goodness, let me finish my sentence. Mm. I have two more stories to tell after this, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So she calls her dad, mm-hmm. and she's freaking out. She goes, <laughs> she's just like freaking unintelligible. Like she like, but her dad knows. Okay, she's freaking out. She's like crying, obviously, over the phone. I know she's at this forest. So he she just got in his car, drove over to the forest, and then. I thought you he said this in was line? in her backyard. I never said that. Oh, I never said that. Oh, okay.
0: I thought that that was like the Foros'
1: back, uh, like no, a back lot or something. No, no, no. Oh, okay. So she, he stays on the line with her, right? And she could hear, he could hear, the bells jingling over the phone, and then slowly, he can hear the bell now just with his own ears, not with so. Wait, without he's the still in the car. No, he's gotten out of the car now. Oh, you And didn't he's say at the that. entrance of the trail. Okay. And you can hear the bells in the forest. So she he all he knows is his daughter's in trouble. Right. Mm. And he just decides, I'm just gonna sprint. I'm mm-hmm. gonna run into the forest. Run towards her. Grab her and get her out of there. Mhm. So she's running, 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 and like adrenaline's kicked in, right? So she doesn't know how many how much time has passed. She doesn't know how 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 much more she has to run. She's running, 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 and eventually Slowly, the adrenaline begins to wear out. Wear out, and now she's getting tired. And she could still hear it coming after her, but she just decides, for some reason, let me just turn around. Mm-hmm. Let me just see what's what I'm. Um, what's coming after me? She so she's just tur- giving up. Yeah, she turns around, mm-hmm. and she sees this tall, lanky figure wearing she doesn't know if she's if it is all black or if it's wearing all black. And around its neck there's a bell. Mm-hmm. And she can't make out any facial features, but that freaked her out so much mm-hmm. that she just got her second second wind. wind. And she just started like, Okay, this thing is going to kill me so I'm just gonna just get out of here. So she runs, 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 runs. And eventually, again, the adrenaline is beginning to wear off. She's beginning to see, like, black. Like, she's... Complete exhaustion. Isn't
0: it dark already
1: by now? By now, it's getting dark. It's like sun, sun... Like golden hour. like. Mm. So she's running, and she's getting tired. And she's about to just give up. And all of a sudden, her dad comes out of nowhere, scoops her, scoops her up, and just sprints... The rest of the way. Until they get out of there.
0: How old is this girl?
1: She's like 16. Okay. And they get out of there. And they're both in the car. They're exhausted. They're crying. Crying? They're crying because they're traumatized. Yeah. You wouldn't be traumatized after that?
0: I'd be traumatized. I don't think I'd be crying.
1: And, 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 and both of them are just like... And the dad just said, I heard the bells. And she's like, I know, I know. The, like for some reason they were just hu- hooked onto these bells as if like whatever was out there that the bells that's that's what this this thing is and later they called police and the police they went and they checked it out didn't see anything didn't see anything or hear anything they said oh maybe it was just some crazy guy that was in the forest and he thought you were on his territory and he tried chasing you out of there some of like that but she's like no some, something about that was just so off But to this day now, nobody goes into that forest. So, even if that thing is still out there, no one's going to know about it, because nobody's going to go back in there. That was story number one. Okay. So, here's story number two. Wait, you don't want me to even react to the story? react to the story, but it's going to be nitpicky. I don't know, you know.
0: Well, number one. Okay. This so-called cloaked individual or thing, you don't know if that thing actually hung that beaver and sewed its head and
1: all this stuff. You can make a safe assumption that it did.
0: No. Well, how can you make that
1: assumption? Because that's the only it thing was behind.
0: It was behind. It was behind. It was behind her the whole time. How, can, how could that be? Because she's walking. You just said that she passed him. She passed the, the headless beaver, okay, walks up, says, okay, that's good enough. Now I'm going to turn around, okay, okay. And, and I'm going to turn around, and then I see the headless beaver. So you would think that if the headless beaver had anything to do with it, that the thing would have passed it on the way. So whatever it was had to have been behind, not in front. So n- I have a
1: real hard time with this story. Okay, fine. Okay. Next story. Yep. So during the fall of the Soviet Union, oh my god. This is going to be an old story. A bunch of like documents leaked of like old Soviet experiments. So these are one of the, this is one of like the main documents that leaked. So during the 1940s, so during like World War II, because Soviet Union was in a lot of wars at the, at the time. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to formulate some sort of stimulus that would allow their soldiers to be awake for a long period of time without the need of sleeping. Mm-hmm. Right? That way it'll give like their soldiers the advantage when the enemy's sleeping, they'd still be uh, awake, pushing on or whatever. So these researchers they grabbed these these 5 prisoners of war, right? Mhm. And they were going to keep them awake for 15 days using basically this experimental gas. Okay? So they were sealed in an environment to carefully monitor their oxygen so the gas didn't just kill them completely. Since it was toxic in high concentrations, the gas. And this is th- this experiment happened before, like closed circuit cameras. So they only had like microphones, and basically they had this in the room. There'd be these glass windows, mm-hmm. like these like potholes that you can like open up, and then you could see what's going on, and then you can close it up, so you can monitor what's going on. Right. So. The chamber was stocked with like book, books, cots, just things like essential things, you know, to get through, get through the days with. So they, like I said, they were all political prisoners of war. So everything was fine for the first five days. They were just, they didn't complain much. They actually were promised that if they went through with the 15 days, that they'd be released. Which was not true, by the way. They weren't planning on releasing them. But that's what they had told them. So, their conversations and activities were monitored. And it was noted, they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past. And the general tone of the conversation took a, dark, took a turn. Basically, a darker turn on like the fourth day. After the five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were, and they started to demonstrate severe paranoia. Severe. So they stopped talking to each other, and what they started to do is they started going to the microphone set up in the room, and they started like telling secrets of like, the other people. like the, That's what the prisoners started doing and oddly they think they thought that they could like win the trust of the experimenters by like doing that by like turning kind of on their comrades but you know exper- like the scientists they just let let it happen they didn't really react do anything so after 9 days of them start they started to scream interesting yeah one of them started to scream and he ran the length of the chambers kept running around screaming 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 for 3 hours straight until like he couldn't scream anymore and they found out that he basically ripped like he destroyed his vocal cords but the most surprising thing about the whole thing is that the other prisoners seemed un- unbothered by him screaming like imagine if you lived in like a apartment and next door, the guy just kept screaming, screaming.
0: And you weren't bothered by it,
1: yeah. Like, you're just like going about like your day. This is normal, this is normal. You didn't really care. He's kind of where your there own goes thing.
0: crazy Joe or something, yeah.
1: So, they continued whispering to the microphones until the second captive started screaming. And the other non screaming captives, what they did is that they ripped the books apart. And they started pasting it against, like, you know, remember the windows I told you that, that the scientists could like, look through? They started pasting it over the windows. So they couldn't so look So they couldn't them. look inside. Mm-hmm. And the, after that, the screaming stopped.
0: After they taped it up?
1: After they taped it up, the screaming stopped. And so did the whispering. Nobody whispered anymore. So everything was just quiet. Mm-hmm. At this point. Three more days passed. And the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were still working. Since they thought it impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside. Right Behind that thing. Yeah. So they thought, okay, maybe there's something wrong with the microphones because we can't hear anything. Right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they were like thinking, did they die? Like, what happened? But they looked at the oxygen levels.
0: And they were all normal?
1: And they are all like... It all pointed to the fact that they were all alive. In fact, they it, it like they the oxygen levels used was of five people doing like heavy exercise. Oh. So on the morning of the fourteenth day, the researchers did something they said that they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom. They had an intercom, like a 2 a thing system, hmm. inside the chamber, hoping to provoke. A response from the captives Like they were scared that they were like dead or you know brain dead or something like that mm-hmm. so over the announcements they said we are opening the chamber to test the microphones step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom wow Yeah. and all they heard was one calm response Saying, "We no longer want to be freed." That's the story. So, so the debate broke out between the researchers and military forces because they weren't able to provoke any more response with the intercom, right? So they kept trying to do that again, but nothing. It was silence. So they were like, "You know what? We have to check what's going on inside." Okay. So the chamber was flushed with the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air. And immediately, three voices started, like, ringing through the microphones. Like, if they were pleading for their lives, they are screaming, like, don't turn off the gas. That's what they're screaming, through Mm. the microphones. So the chamber was open and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects and they began they began to scream louder than ever and so did the soldiers at what they saw so only 4 of the 5 subjects were alive okay mm-hmm. but the food rations that they had for the last 5 days untouched what they found out is that these people were eating parts of themselves
0: parts of themselves
1: yes Parts of their like their leg, parts of their arms, parts of like their ribcage. they just were so like deranged at this point that they just started eating. They were what was that? There's auto cannibalism. Hmm. They started doing auto cannibalism. How much was eaten? A lot. Like like, but you could see like their bones for a lo- for the most part. You can see their rib cages. Hmm. So, the abdom- abdominal or organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed. While the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, the skin, most of the muscles attached to the ribs, had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the rib cage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the uh, but the still living bodies of the subjects. Hmm. So most of the soldiers were Russian special forces, right? Mm -hmm. Like KGB, like tough, tough men. But all of them refused. Oh, we're not going to go inside these. All of them are like so freaked out about what they saw. None of them wanted to go back inside.
0: They didn't want to go inside, no.
1: Yeah. So they didn't know what the scientists didn't know what to do. So they just closed the chamber off. And... They didn't turn the gas back on, but the people started screaming, hey, turn the gas back on, turn the gas back on. So they decided, okay, we got to take these people out and we have to experiment on them. Because this is obviously, they decided, okay, this is a failed experiment. We got to figure out what went wrong with these people and see if we can't, like, reattach their organs, try to nurse them back to health. Or, yeah, I
0: suppose, yeah. yeah.
1: So... So they, they got some soldiers that were willing to go inside. And they
0: <laughs> were <Maybe laughs> willing to go inside despite what happened.
1: Yeah. So they go inside. And the test subjects were like so deranged and crazy. They even managed to kill one of the soldiers when they tried to take them out of the, the chamber. Okay.
0: They well, didn't uh, get killed themselves, but they killed another
1: soldier. Well, one of them did get killed in the whole... uh What's it called? The whole thing so there's only three test subjects left Mm -hmm. so they tried the 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 researchers tried to sedate him but it was like he was resistant completely resistant to it so he was injected with more than ten times the human dose of morphine and he still fought fought it like he still could like like work through it like nothing work
0: through the morphine yeah That's quite a lot of adrenaline yeah. then.
1: So, he eventually, he just... He eventually started bleeding out. And that's how he just died, basically. Mm. During that whole struggle, he he died. Basically, the... The, the, the prisoner di- died. Yeah, that, that's how the, the, that one prisoner mm. died. Okay. So, the two prisoners with intact vocal cords were... Continuously begging for the gas, and like we're asking, please keep me awake. Please keep me awake. So the most injured of all of them was taken to the to, to the surgical room first mm-hmm. for the operation. And in the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body, mm-hmm. it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that they gave him to prepare him for the surgery. So he fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthesia was brought up under him so they had to just operate without any anesthesia and he was calm about that he didn't really care he just kinda let it happen Mm -hmm. eventually they tried okay we're gonna put a lot more anesthesia with him so they put it in again and he died within like two seconds he died died within two seconds as soon as he went through a surgery okay but when they tried to put more anesthesia he died so the second survivor, this is the guy that started screaming in the beginning. Right, those vocal cords were completely destroyed, and he only reacted by like shaking his head. And he, w- he shaked his head violently when he was when the an- when he saw the anesthetic. But he shook his head yes when they when they decided okay no anesthesia for this guy. So they had like a six hour procedure replacing his organs and covering him up with like more skin that and like uh the surgeon he repeatedly stated that it should be medically impossible for the patient to still be alive but he still was one nurse her testimony was when she was assisting the surgery that she saw the patient curl his face into a smile any time he made eye contact with her.
0: That was a signal that uh, to the nurse?
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's the story of the Soviet sleep experiment. That kind of sounds a little more realistic to me. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: What were you saying about that last story?
0: Well, I, I, I was saying that I think it sounds a little more realistic than the first one. Because it's Russia, and Russian people did do all kinds of experiments. Yeah, and in fact, during wartime experiments. During world War- wartime experiments, sure, and also, um, there's a movie called um, "Men Who Stare at Goats," mm. and there, the American government at the time was staying up on top of the Russia uh, like during the Cold War mm-hmm. um, because they believed that Russia was bombarding them with negative energy mm-hmm. and so they had hired the American government had hired some, kind of new age kind of experimental kind of uh, procedures where they can use that energy uh, to basically destroy any Russian army that would try to attack by using the power of their mind.
1: Ooh, look, Professor X...
0: Kind of like that, but in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but so. that's based on real, on yeah. real. It was yeah. not. It was not a. F- is, this is not professor. Professor uh, uh, X fiction. This is real. real what yeah. They're trying to well, do. Well, I mean, there was human so,
1: experiments were so popular oh, they're, they're, the Cold War by the America, by the Russia. There was Soviet all sorts Union. of
0: experiments that sounded crazy, but were actually real. So. Yeah. What you were describing to me didn't sound fake.
1: Okay, okay. So, so, this is the last story. Yep. So, there's a ranch in Utah called Skinwalker Ranch. Have you heard of this ranch? No. So, it was built in the early 1900s, but way before then, there were these two indigenous tribes that used to live on this land. And one was very oppressive towards the other. So the other tribe that was being oppressed gave that tribe the skinwalker curse. Which is basically these witches come to the and walk the land and they basically wear the skin of like these predatory animals. And they kind of curse the land. In Utah. In Utah. What
0: predatory animal are there in Utah?
1: Wolves, bears, okay. several things. Okay, so in 1994, the Sherman family buy this ranch for way below market price because it was previously abandoned and it was just perfect for them. They breed cattle, so this was the perfect place for doing that. And they were excited, but they were so excited they brushed off pretty. Some pretty interesting red flags about the property. For instance, in the house, every window had a deadbolt on it, every single window. And at the front and back of the house, there were these big wooden pikes that had these chains attached to them, as if like guard dogs were attached to these chains, like multiple guard dogs. But they were just so happy to be there. There was like, you know what? Who knows? Maybe those previous, you know, this is kind of like a remote area. Maybe they were just paranoid or maybe very eccentric. Exactly. So on moving day, the family had a bunch of people, like extended family, uh friends over and they were like loading things from the truck into the house. And as they're doing this, the patriarch of the family, his name is Terry. He notices way off in the distance of the ranch, there is this this forest, okay? And ar- along the tree line of the forest, he sees this huge wolf, and this wolf is starting to walk towards the family, and it's kind of walking like a, like a serpentine, like mm, like kinda an zigzag, S, like a zigzag. And as he's noticing this this thing walking closer, he he notices that this wolf is like six feet tall, <laughs> huge wolf, okay. huge wolf. Not tall, sorry, I meant to say long. Six feet long. You said six feet tall. I meant to say long. (laughs) Tall is ridiculous. But he was a huge wolf, regardless. Wolves are not usually that big. Large wolf. yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, like him and his family, they're not... They're looking at it. And they're like outdoorsy type people. They're used to, you know, seeing animals like that. They have cows and other things that they have to fight off these animals all the time but when it, cows why would you need you don't need to fight off a cow no fight off like cuz these things the cows are the livelihood animals, right so the livestock is a livelihood so they sure. attack the cows yeah so, so they typically
0: see, they uh, shoot wolves on ranches
1: yeah exactly
0: because they could But for some
1: reason cow. everybody seems kind of like mesmerized by this wolf it's huge and it's like walking strangely mm-hmm. and he walks up right up to Terry and his dad and Terry's dad just kind of, he's kind of reaches over and starts petting the wolf. The wolf And the wolf kind of reacts like, kind of like how like a domesticated dog would act. Kind of like happily happily wag its tail, kind of rubbed in. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the wolf, his attention jumps to this calf whose head is kind of peeking out over the fence. Mm-hmm. And the wolf like, almost instantly jumps towards the calf. And it starts, just has his, his, his head and its teeth and just like, like, you know, like, like, ah, you around. like that. So Terry sees this immediately. He has a gun with him. He shoots the, the wolf, mm-hmm. but there's no, like, no effect on the wolf. It kind of just like bounces off. Like nothing happens. <laughs> Not bounces mean? off. Like as if it was, it bounces off. All right, like, As if a nothing super happened wolf. as well. It's a super wolf. Yeah. It's an alien wolf. Exactly. Exactly. So, eventually, Terry and his son just run up to the wolf and just start hitting it, like with like like an axe and just like, a bunch of blunt objects, and they just start hitting it.
0: But he mm. was happy, it was nice and friendly. But now it's
1: trying to eat this thing, and eventually, it looks like the bo like the bo- like they describe it as as if the wolf got bored, and it just kind of just walked away. Mm. And as it walked away, Terry said, like the smell. That, that like there was a smell this odor that was in the atmosphere like, it was really metallic rustic like it was really bad that's blood smell so terry and his son decide okay this is a problem because we have a wolf on our property we have cattle so let's go track this wolf down mm-hmm. so they go towards the forest and this forest is kind of a muddy area yeah. so they see the wolf tracks and they see it they see it they see it and all of a sudden they don't see it anymore just kind of just disappears out of thin air. And they're like, "You know what? Just that's just weird, but whatever. Okay, what are we going to do?"
0: <laughs> they are trying to find
1: and kill yeah. it. That's what you have to do. Yeah, but if you, there's no tracks anymore, there's not much you can do about that. So they just were like, "Okay, we're going to have to keep a mental note note that th- there's this huge wolf here on the property." Mm-hmm. So as the days go by, they start like noticing weird things happen, happening. One of the weird things that that that's happening is Terry. Right, he's making. He has this huge drill, like it drills into the ground. It's like a seventy-pound drill, so he could put like these stakes so into the ground. It's an auger.
0: It's an auger. Yeah,
1: an auger. So he could put these like big stakes into the ground, so he can make like a fencing. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it, and he's like drilling all these holes. And he decides to go inside to grab like a bottle of water. Goes inside, comes back. Drill's gone. He's like, what the heck? Well, maybe his son took it. So he goes to his son. He goes, have you seen my drill? No. Rest of the family, have you seen my drill? No. He's like, what the heck? The drill can't just get up and walk away. But he's like, okay, well, he decides to do, like, he works in some other part of the house. And the next day... Him and his son decide, okay, let's go see if we can't find that wolf. So they go back into the forest to try to find that wolf and then all all of a sudden he like he's like looking into the trees. And in a sixty foot tree is the, auger. On, is the auger just sitting in the tree. And they're like, How the heck did this get in the tree? They're they're confused, obviously. Oh. Another thing that happened was Terry He noticed, him and his family noticed that these headlights kept showing up at night. So, at first, they were thinking, oh, maybe somebody gets lost here. Who knows? But then, as it started happening more and more, as the nights went on, Terry started thinking, maybe there's people here illegally hunting on our property. Mm -hmm. So, he was kind of irritated, and he kind of gets out of the house, and he starts, like, jogging up towards these headlights, and as he's jogging towards these headlights, he's realizing there's no sound being made by these headlights. If there's a car there, then you're going to hear the engine or something like that, right? Or if there's people there, you're going to hear people. These are just glowing lights. There's glowing lights. No sound. No sound. And he's like, what the heck? And he starts coming closer, closer, closer. And the lights start retreating into the forest again. Uh, again, but they start retreating into the forest. And then eventually, the lights just kind of fly away. Mm. And then he's like... UFO. And it freaked him out. And he's like, okay, I'm running back into the house. Mm. So he runs back into the house. Right? So during the winter, of the, that, that winter, mm-hmm. a few of Terry's cows just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Just like the wolf. So they'd see the trail, go into the forest, and then gone. Mm -hmm. No trace. So Terry gets really paranoid and starts stalking his own property at night, trying to figure out what's taking all of his his cows and everything. So one night he's sitting in a bush when he catches something like through his peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. And it was at that tree line again. Mm -hmm. And he sees this object kind of hovering around the trees. And it has these lights on it and it doesn't make any sound. So Terry tries to, like, reposition himself within the bush, and he kind of, like, makes a little, like, like a noise within the bush. And all of a sudden, as soon as that noise is made, the thingy, whatever that thingy is, the lights turn off of it immediately, and it just faces, faces Terry. Hmm. And Terry's kind of looking at this thing, and this thing's kind of looking looking at Terry, and it just flies away again. Mm-hmm. That freaks them out again, obviously. Sure. So at the end of winter, things start getting like really crazy. Okay, the cows start going like more and more cows start disappearing. This is nineteen ninety four. In the early mid nineties, mm. and they start reappearing in different areas of the ranch, and they have surgical procedures done on the animals. On the animals, so it'll be like missing a leg. But it would be done in such a precise way that it was obviously made by like a blade. It wasn't like, you know, eat, and it was stitched up. And it was like perfect, like precision, like, really? surgical. I don't
0: understand how they? How did they find the animals?
1: And they just appear back on the property, oh. random places, right? So, so it was as
0: if, as if some foreign, foreign thing. Took the animals away, performed experiments on them, brought back.
1: Yeah. At the nighttime, they would basically. The family would see these figures, these black figures, kind of walking across the property. And the creepy thing with these figures would do is that they'd come up to the glass and they they put their faces on the glass. And they just had to look into the house. What creepy figures? they would be these creepy figures that'd be walking around the property oh, of the house. They would. Come up, come up to the class, and then, <laughs> that's freaky, you know? <laughs> Maybe there's a mother experiment they'd like to yeah, look at. And they were like looking into the thing, mm. and that obviously, that, like that, stressed out the family a lot. Kids were not doing good in school. Terry's wife, Gwen, she had to, she she got fired from her job because she wasn't getting enough sleep at home. Not getting enough sleep. No. Mm. So one night, <laughs> one night Terry sat on his porch, mm-hmm. and he had his rifle with him, right? And it was at night time. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I don't know why I'm laughing. Uh, and all of a sudden, he sees this orange like orb from a distance over the tree line again. So he, <laughs> why are
0: you laughing? I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. So
1: he takes the gun and his gun has like a really good scope on it. <laughs> yeah. And he looks through the the scope. The, the tongue. And how he described it is as if this thing was like a portal. Right? So it went through he the could portal? See, he could see. He didn't shoot at it. Mm-hmm. He could see. It was like daylight on the other side of this thing. Of the portal. Of the portal. And he could see those same black things that were circling around his property. Hmm. he could see those things start climbing out of the portal. How large was this portal? must have been big If a few. It, it must have been a good size, right? Yeah. And then he'd see those things coming out of the portal, and then the portal would disappear. Hmm. And during the next few nights, the family started to notice these blue orbs. So similar to the orange ones. But they described this. All the Everybody in the family described it. As the worst things to happen at the ranch, and when you have like these creatures walking around and putting in your, their faces on the glass, that's a, a, a statement, right? Mm-hmm. So they said if the blue orb, if you were near the blue orb, mm-hmm. you'd have this like, like this this almost uh, paralyzing f- like anxiety that just overcome you, mm-hmm. like you can't do and anything. you couldn't do anything about it until the thing. Disappears. disappears right just crippling anxiety so Terry was out again one time with one of the, with his dogs Boy, terry is a really busy guy and he's sitting on his porch and with his three dogs three guard dogs so he sees this this orb again and his dogs are there so he decided okay dogs and the dogs started like growling and barking at this orb so he told the dogs okay go go run 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 after this thing mm. So the dogs start running after it, and the orb starts retreating into the forest again. Mm. And Terry's like, "Okay, finally, I get a win here. I have found a weakness. These dogs—they're scared of the dogs. And they run in the, and the dogs follow the thing into the forest. And all of a sudden, he hears the barking, and they turn into yelping. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's sad. So uh, him and his son—he freaks out. Goes back into the house." Him and his son the next morning they decide, okay, we're gonna go find these these dogs. So they go to the where he saw the dogs last, like in that forest area. And all of these all he sees is three piles of ashes. Mm. And they could identify the ashes as and the, the dogs. dogs. And he's like, you know what? Enough is enough. Time to leave. Time to leave. that's, that's the last straw. Okay. Mm. Oh so there's this billionaire. The forget, orb the orange
0: name. orb wasn't enough for them to go. The other dogs was not enough for him to go. The giant wolf was not enough for him to go. But the three piles of ash
1: was enough. That's it. Mm-hmm. Time's up. Time's up. Okay. So there's this billionaire, I forget his exact name. Mm-hmm. But he's like into like the paranormal And he, what he likes to do is that he likes to go to these paranormal areas Mm -hmm. and he hires like these scientists, PhDs, everything. And they try to like research like paranormal Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So they catch word about this guy trying to sell his ranch. And so he's like, you know what? We'll buy the ranch. Okay. So he buys the ranch and he keeps Terry on as kind of like a... Why? Why would... Terry, he doesn't live on the ranch, Uh but he kind of, he stays on as like a... Okay, cuz they no, the reason the why he doesn't want to be there. I know, anymore. but none of the scientists know how to run a ranch. So oh. Terry was like, "You know what? I'm very curious to find out what's happening over here. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with staying here during the day, okay. and then you guys can like worry about nighttime cuz I'm not going to stay here for that." Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the scientists they want to make sure, okay, are these people like hallucinating what's going on? So they start like researching like the environment. Like, let's see if there's any plants or hallucinogens in the water or anything like that. And it all checks out. It's clear no hallucinogens on the property. Right? And nothing much happened within the first year of the scientists being there. Right? But one day, Terry and Gwen, his wife, were tagging the cows, like the little calves, the freshborns. So you know when they tag their ears? Yeah. They're tagging their ears. They're doing it for about like 40 minutes until the dogs start barking, okay? Yeah. And they start barking at the earlier section of cattle that they tagged. tagged. So Terry goes and he checks out what they're barking at. And one of the calves that he had just tagged was decapitated with its legs just hanging there. And the rest of the body, gone. Hmm. And he was only with that calf just 40 minutes ago. And the ear of this calf is also gone. Well, if the head is gone, how... Is it gone? The head is not gone.
0: You said that they, the... head the
1: was there, the legs were there, the rest of it was gone. So, the, like, the body was gone, the tail was gone, the neck was gone. Just the head and the legs were there.
0: Oh, the head and the legs.
1: Yes. Mm. So, they... they so, so, they alert the scientists to this, right? Mm. So, the scientists are like, okay... Let's we gotta show, put out a search party here. We gotta figure out what the heck did this. So they go into a search and they get into like these SDVs and they're driving around the property, and they start driving towards that forest area again. Mm. And then when they approach the forest area, they well first sorry I missed one part. They notice as they're driving around the for, like the the property, they have a bunch of guard dogs all over the property. And all the guard dogs are looking into the forest. And they're all cowering in fear. Okay. So they go into that forest area. And they see like a humanoid wolf creature sitting in one of the trees. Right. So then they start shooting at it. And as they start shooting at it, it runs away. Right. And when it runs away, Terry notices that the smell being left by that thing was the same smell left by that wolf on that first day that they were there. Mm-hmm. So, again, more mystery on this thing. Mm-hmm. A few days later, Terry and Gwen, they have these prized bulls, and they have them in like this one section of the ranch. Okay, So they drive past them, they do something, and as they're driving back, the bulls are gone no trace of the bulls and they again these are the their prize bulls not decapitated not decapitated nothing just vanished so they get out they get out of the car what happened to the these science people so the scientists are still there they were with Terry and yes as this happened so they're also looking okay where the heck are the bulls you didn't mention that so next to the area where they kept the bulls there was this trailer that nobody used it was abandoned mm-hmm. it was wired shut so Terry for some reason something came over me. He's like let me check this 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 something
0: came over him. Yeah, let
1: me check over the check this trailer. Yeah. He goes to the trailer, looks inside the window. The four bulls are sitting inside the oh, the just, trailer,
0: just relaxing watching TV. But the
1: thing was is that he's like how the heck did they get in there? And he goes to the door and the door is still wired shut. Not only that, in front of the door there was a cobweb that was unbroken. It's still there. So they were like, they 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 didn't know what to it's make quite of a, that either. Quite a magic trick. Yeah, and the last real uh thing that happened there, so Terry and Gwen weren't involved. They were at home sitting, and the scientists, a couple of scientists, like they take guard of the ranch every night. So they're doing. I have to say, they're doing a bang up job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of them, they're checking. Okay, the ma- they, they had a theory about maybe there's something about. Um, there's some magnetational pull on on the ranch that's causing th- these weird things. So they have like the this this uh, these compasses, both of them, and they're both on opposite on the opposite ends of the ranch. And all of a sudden, their compasses, the dogs on the property, start going crazy, and they start looking up at that tree area again, and then their compasses start going crazy, and they start. The compasses start pointing at that tree, and then they start smelling that same odor. Mm -hmm. And a couple of nights later, the same scientists, they're kind of hanging out, and they see that orange orb appear again, Mm -hmm. and a black creature, the same black creature that Terry said was was roaming their property, comes out of that portal and starts sprinting towards the scientists. And then sprints past the scientist into the forest. In what the forest? And it sprints into the forest. Mm-hmm. And after that there was no real like uh sightings or anything after that. And the scientists, they kind of they they couldn't really figure out okay what exactly happened, what was happening here. So they packed it up and they went away. But you could still look up this all all, all this stuff though. So, Skinwalker's Ranch. So, out of all these, which one was the lie? Which one was the fictional story?
0: I think the first one was.
1: Why do you think that? Well,
0: I told you why I think the second one was.
1: Well, why do you think the third one was?
0: Well, the third one, I feel... I mean, it's not... Because people see UFOs all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's many documented cases of where people have seen orbs and things disappearing and not necessarily decapitations or dismembered animal parts. Um, and the bull, just three, four bulls sitting in a trailer having a cup of coffee, watching the news. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Mm-hmm. Like why bulls had to be given such special treatment. Mm-hmm. Over other animals <laughs> yeah. like dogs and cows and calves. Yeah, I just feel like the third if, story sounds more realistic in the sense that mm-hmm. it would be have told by a um, by an actual family. Mm-hmm. The second, the first story, just that misrepresentation of. The person where they pass the headless uh, beaver and then they hear the bells, and then they turn
1: around, and then you don't think that thing could have hidden and then chased after her. Where
0: it's a it's a trail. It's
1: not you, like you've hiked on a trail before. There's there's bushes.
0: There's trees. True, but but on a tra- but on a trail, it's one path. Yes. There's very rare where you come across a trail where it's like a Y or anything like well, that, of and then all of a sudden you come back and suddenly the bells, okay. the bells are still behind you.
1: Okay, so your so your summation, your what you've put That's together. Feeling, I mean, I don't is know. Is the first story is the fake one? That's what I feel. That's your final answer. I believe so. Okay, you're wrong. Oh, I'm wrong. The second story is the fake one. The Russian sleep experience. That's a fake one, yeah. But the scary thing about that story and why it makes it one of the best scary stories is because how true it seems. But like I said, that, that,
0: I mean, there are documented cases of Russian uh, and American... This was during the Cold War where... They did a lot of... Experimentations on experimentation their people. Experimentation on their own people.
1: Yeah. And so that's why I believe that that story was true. The, the What was that one famous American experiment? It was like something, project something. It, w- it was where they put a bunch of psychedelics and like uh, enhancing drugs into the communities just to see what would happen. Kind of. It was like Project Alpha. I forget what it's called, but, but but
0: but it's not it's not unusual. That's why I'm saying, that that that. That's, that's why, why that's why I thought yeah.
1: that was a true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The f- the first one, yeah. I don't know why you got so hung up on the. It didn't make sense. He could hide in the
0: trees no. or something
1: like that. Sorry. And also, uh, you don't know what creature this it was is. A,
0: if it was, yeah. And then, we, how do you link that cloaked individual with the bell? to a dead raccoon. It didn't kill anybody outside or anything outs outside presumably this this
1: beaver. I mean And the last story that. last story that. there's actually a documentary was being made about it. Yeah currently. I believe I,
0: I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I mean I've seen I've seen uh Unsolved Mysteries as a show and I've seen where there are documented UFO sightings and instead of ghosts that are haunting a property, it's actually aliens or UFOs. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's not um I I wouldn't consider that to be the fake story. But interesting that the second one was. Yeah. Okay, well that was a very interesting set of three stories you gave. Uh
1: it was Robert Bigelow. That was a billionaire. He's like a, he's into like aerospace engineering and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was very,
0: that was very entertaining. Thank you, son. Um, and it wasn't
1: actually didn't sound all that scary. It wasn't scary, but it was kind of graphic in some
0: parts. Yeah, I suppose. That's
1: why I, I sent I sent sure. to bed. Sure, 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 the sure, kids to sure. bed.
0: Okay. Well. Thank you very much, and uh, I thought that this was pretty apt in terms of uh, Hall- being Halloween and all, and I uh, hope you enjoyed those stories, and uh, again, uh, I wish everybody a very happy Halloween, and uh, hope you enjoy the day, please, 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 don't overeat the candy. Make sure your parents go through the candy before. Make sure there's no razor blades and Make sure the parents go through the candy before you start Parent eating them. Yeah. And uh,
1: hopefully you'll have a good time. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, hope happy Halloween to all your weenies.